Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Daewoo, who is sitting here in beautiful Chelsea, Quebec, Canada, just watching a snowstorm get started and stop outside. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I decided to go upstairs into my living room and just sit in front of the fire. Um, (laughs) My office is so cold. It's chilly downstairs in the basement, even though we have a heated floor. Um, But I honestly, so I like came up here, I decided like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to throw a log on the fire and I'm going to sit here um, and just, uh, take in all the warmth. I am also completely convinced that in my past life, I was a cat (laughs) because I love this spot. I'm always here stoking the fire. So if you're one of those people, we should just bond, um, later. Um, so today we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to go back to the aging athlete. We're going to talk about two different stresses and we're also going to, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to touch on, um, racing my experience so far online and, um, setting up your plan, which we can never talk too much of because it's really going to play into when we are talking about the stresses and how to avoid, um, you know, bad stress. But before we get started, I have an ask and I always have an ask for you guys. And here's the ask. And I'm really serious. I want to hear from you, (laughs) whether it's on YouTube or on Instagram or any other social media platform, um, you know, Facebook that you want to reach out to me on. I am so grateful to have you as my listener. I'm so happy that you found my podcast and that you're enjoying it. We have like, we have listeners in 37 different countries, um, US, Canada, UK, and Germany being like top four. Uh, Thank you so much. But here's the thing. My goal is to hit 100,000 downloads by December 31st. We are at about 86,000, which is amazing for the first year. So please share this with friends. And also, I would love it if you would shout me out on social media. Please shout me out on social media. I'd love to hear your takeaways on some of the episodes on an episode you've listened to or your favorite episode. Um, and yeah, 
please shout me out on social media at Sylvie Dow underscore cyclist. And also follow the podcast on social media, on Instagram. Um, but that was in my first ask. And if you can remember after you're, you finish listening to this episode, please just go and say, screenshot this and give me a big thumbs up. Next is we're nearing to the end of the year. And... I've already put into the schedule in January that we're going to talk about different types, uh, different events that are happening for cyclists into 2022, which I'm super excited. The lineup is really starting to come, uh, come together. And, um, but here's the thing, you, the listener, and I hate to ask you all these, um, these, uh, requests, but you, the listener, um, what is it that you would like to hear on the podcast? What kind of topics would you like me to cover? And that, that's it. I would love to know what kind of topics you're curious about because it just helps me bring in more content from myself personally on a coaching level. So those are actually the two things. Shout me out every time you listen to one on Instagram and, you know, a personal DM as to what you would like to see more of in the podcast. All right. Now, before we get into the stresses, the two stresses that we're going to talk about, Let's just give a moment to our friends in BC, Canada that are going through like an excruciating time with the amount of rain that has been coming down. Um, I've, I, you know, I, we've seen lots of national natural disasters, but I think that truly rain, this one is just out of this world crazy and the funny thing and the sad thing and the, the um, realization of it is that this kind of downpour could happen anywhere, anywhere in the world. So sending our love and our, um, you know, our prayers to our friends. I don't know if there's anywhere where you can donate, but I just had to mention it because it, um, I'm such a sensitive person and it tugs at my heartstrings, um, the things that are happening there, especially with animals. Oh, I can't, it just, it just, it makes me want to cry. Um, when I think about all the livestock that, you know, has, has lost lives, um, farms, horses, things like that. Um, anyways, but that's just me. And if you're super sensitive like me, we definitely need to be friends <laughs> or maybe not because like, we probably never get anything done because we'd be crying all the time. All right. Now I know you're waiting for this. You're like, Sylvie, just get on with it. Cause I'm here to learn. And now before I took this out and like, I, like I was telling you, I'm doing some reading. I encourage you to do some reading too. Fast after 50, I'm 50. I know things are happening in my body. I want to make sure that I do the right things. 
in the next decade, over the next decade so that my 60s are even better. And I'm watching women who are doing it right and I just love uh, love seeing it and I'm also like doing my own research and sharing this with you. Um, all right, so we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna talk about the two stressors and then I'm gonna talk about some swift racing that I'm starting to experience and uh, get into. And then how do we put it all together to make sense and that we don't overdo it, right? So as aging athletes and like this applies to just about everybody because I have seen young athletes completely burn themselves out um, because they've just been doing too much, too training, uh, too little rest, too much volume, and it just equals uh, sickness, basically. Like it's like you're you you know you're not you're you're not listening to what your body's telling you. Then your body's like, okay, we're just gonna take it over from here, right? Um, okay, so the two stressors. The first one is distress distress, the bad stress. We're going to start with the bad stress because if you're one of those people who just, uh, acts on FOMO has to be with the group, has to do all the races that everybody else does, doesn't take any downtimes training here, training there, um, you know, has a stressful job, I mean, I'm just saying that because I know a couple people who are like that. And I've watched them over the last couple of years of knowing them. And here's the thing. Now they're sick, like really sick, um, like cancer tumor sick. And that's what I say, like when the body will take over, there's reasons why we hear all the time about those super healthy people who died of a heart attack on race day, right? I think everybody's probably heard a story or two like that. Um, maybe been around somebody that happened to, um, but that is basically the last straw, right? And we don't ever want to get there. Training's not that important. Um, when it comes to that. So distress is the bad stress. It's, it, it's what detracts from the health and well-being of our bodies and our minds and often leads to illness, anxiety, and depression. And, you know, it's, it's a form of catabolism that we're doing to our bodies. It's like breaking down, like, breaking, it's like you're breaking yourself down and you know what you feel like when you've had a couple really like crappy, crappy nights of sleep, right? Like it weighs on you and you can feel that nothing you do is going to give you that energy. And if you keep doing that over and over again, you're cannibalizing yourself. Like like there's no way that you can build muscle. There's no way that you can get faster. You are going to start going backwards in your fitness. And that gets even more, uh, like creates more anxiety. It's like, wow, like I'm doing all this stuff, but I'm, 
not hitting my numbers or I'm, I'm like, I'm just feeling so tired. Um, and that's, that's really, you know, if you want to give that fancy name, it's overtraining. It's well overtraining. Like you have like taken your overtraining to the next level. And, um, so it's just little, too little rest with too much volume. So, I mean, I could take that to the next level. Like I told you, um, I know a couple people personally who have just overdone it. Um, great people, you know, just amazing people. But the thing is that when you have a stressful job, you, you can't do too much. Like there's some things in you that you have to start releasing. And if it's part of your job to release that stress so you can have a great life and train the way you want, then maybe that's worth looking at. But when it comes to the point when you're doing so much and your body and you come down with an illness, this isn't like rocket science. This is your body giving you this illness to slow down. Um, and I do truly believe that we all have something inside us that if we push ourselves to the limit, it will surface. I know like Susan Sly, she's one of my podcast episodes. I think it's in the forties, like maybe 47. She literally, she admits she gave herself MS because she was running businesses. She was training for an Ironman. She was doing this, she was doing that. And literally, you know, the, you know, and that was 27 years ago. Her body stopped her in her tracks. Her daughter doctors told her that if she didn't, she was literally going to end up in a wheelchair. Now that can give you, you know, when, when things like when, I, I also believe that when you're told things like that, you do have a choice. You can accept your fate or you can completely reverse it and bring yourself back to health. Maybe she will never not have MS. I know her personally, um, but she has done she survives 27 years. This happened in her late twenties when she was diagnosed with MS and, but she's had to manage it really well. And Lyme disease is another one that can give you like slow you down, like pneumonia, anything that will put you in bed, you know? And so she has reversed that pro like diagnosis She's, it's not eliminated. So now it's never eliminated. MS is never eliminated, but she reversed it. And, you know, if you're in that situation where you're hitting burnout due to overtraining and your job and everything, you have a choice. Everybody has choices. You can either release some stuff, settle back down and, um, you know, work yourself back to health. And don't get all, you know, guilty about it and feeling depressed because that only fuels the illness even more. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of anxiety, that kind of like gut wrenching, um, 
thought process just fuels sickness even more. I am such a firm believer on that. Having a positive mindset really does help with recovery. Anyways, so that's just, that's, that's overtraining. That's bad stress. That's de-stressing. That's cannibalizing your body. Are you doing that? Are you getting close to it? Because here's the good stress. It's you stress. It's this way they call it. You stress, EU stress, you stress, you stress. Um, and that keeps you healthy and always and producing like building on your fitness levels, like allowing your fitness to increase because you're giving yourself your, your body needs goods. It does need stress to build your, your fitness level, right? We understand that, but too much of that stress, like they were saying too much volume, very little rest is going to work to your disadvantage. Volume with lots of rest is going to give you the results you're looking for. And so, you know, that's going to give you like your mood's going to be better. You're going to be energized. Um, you're going to be like me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and you're just going to get stronger and faster. And that's what we want. But we can't rush those things. Do you understand? Like when you look at Olympic athletes and they honestly train for four years, four years to get good at their, at their sport. And when you start a sport and you want to get to a certain level, you need probably a good four years of development. I mean, I look back at myself when I started in 2005, my form, my, my speed, like everything to what I look like now, like there's a bit of a learning curve there, right? Like I look pretty bad, but but here's the thing, you stuck at it, you trained properly, you progressed every year. And it's, it's the same in business. I hate to throw that in there, but it, you know, four years is a critical time frame for a lot of things like, like building businesses, um, you know, going to university, school, like, you know, um, the Olympics is four year period for for building. Um, there's a reason for that four years. It takes us that long to get to where we want. And then, then there's the next levels after that. Right? So we want that good stress. We want to build and see progress. Now, when I talk about the aging athlete, <laughs> when I say aging, I always think of like, I'm a, like a 70 year old, but I'm not, I'm 50 and I realize that things have changed. I have not hit menopause yet. And that's a whole other topic for us women is mood, menopause, um, like every, all those things. Um, how do you deal with that and train and keep yourself sane and your family happy and, and your business moving forward, all these things. So here's the thing. We, I, so I'm going to use myself as an example because I've kind of come to this realization based on how I feel, based on how my training's going and based on where, what I want to do. So when I was reading this book, 
fast after 50. Um, you know, it talked about the extended um, training uh, week. So we're always used to the seven days. Now, and, and now I know that, you know, I need more time to recover during, after certain workouts, because I'm just like, if you put yourself all out there, you need a little bit more recovery to be able to do the next workout. Like I can't do back to back workout, like heavy workouts and nor should you. So I know that my seven day training phase or training period is probably not going to be like that anymore. It's going to be more like a nine day because I have to add more recovery in between. And I respect that because I realize and I know that rest and recovery gives results so that the next workout, I can pound it out like even harder than the last one. And I can feel my, if we're going to talk about, you know, power outputs um, and we're talking about maybe like on Swift because it, it measures your FTP. So, you know, imagine if my FTP were to go up, you know, 1% like every two weeks. Wouldn't that be awesome? You know, um, and uh, because I've gone out and I've done an event and I can just push a little bit harder because I've been training and now I'm getting into the experience of it. Like, um, so just this past two weeks, um, I did three, so I did three swift races over like a week and a half. And I don't prescribe it for anybody, but there's a reason why I did it. I have asked to join a swift race team. And in order to get onto the team, I need to have, or to sign, to register, I needed to have three races underneath my belt. So I'm like, okay, three races. I looked at the, you know, the, the events and I'm like, okay, like she didn't say what kind of races, right? So, and plus I'm just starting. So I'm not going to go out a, and do a 60 minute race. Like I would die. I'm not trained for that. Do you see? And that's a little bit, you know, going back to like, like overstressing, like de-stressing my body. Cause that would be a big stressor. Like I would need a lot of time to recover from that. And I'm not even ready for something like that. So I'm like, okay, let's be realistic. I look at the calendar let, I'm going to do something that's like under 20 kilometers. So that's like 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I, I've done that recently. So, you know, I did a 16 K I know an 18 K a 16 K and a 10 K. And so I was just out there for my, like to get it done. Um, I had some good times. I'm, high sea level racer. And I believe if I keep going pop training properly, I will be a B racer by next year, January, February. So I went and I did that because that's what was required to get on this team. Now, 
let's talk about putting it all together. So I have put in my calendar that I'm going to race every second Tuesday. Okay, so every second Tuesday, I'm going to be doing an intense event. And then the other, every other Tuesday is going to be like a group ride. And Tuesday night is dedicated, uh, Thursday night is dedicated to skills development and getting more powerful in my skills. So like hill climbing and sprinting and intervals, things like that. Really thinking about the, the skills that I'm working on, like pedal stroke and um, uh, getting out of the saddle and, you know, those type of skills where when you're kind of like on a group ride, you can put them into play. When you're in an event, you should be kind of thinking about them. But I use the winter to really focus in and dive in. And that's that's the 16-week program that I coach. Um, because I recognize that for myself, like skills are the fundamentals to getting me from A to B, from the start line to the finish line. How is it going to, and I'm like, am I going to work harder or am I going to work smarter? And that's super important to me. And then on Saturday is the group ride. I also need to add like maybe one or two more endurance rides in there. So my periodized program is for like those intensity workouts. Like they're going to start shorter and then get longer towards March. Right. So you don't start with like 45 minute sprints because like you would absolutely die. Like, say the first month, December, I'm going to work on 15 second sprints. <clears throat> January, they're going to increase to 30 second sprints. February, they're going to be 45. And at the end, the strength phase is going to be one full minute of an intense interval. So periodizing your program is super important. Um, I'm just going to finish it there. Um, but realizing what you're doing is, is really, really important. Like how are you feeling right now? What's your motivation? Are you motivated? Do you feel motivated? Or maybe you just burnt yourself out so much in the, in the summer that it's hard for you to get back on the bike. And that's a sad thing. And, um, so you really do just want to, um, think, look, work at it slowly. And if you want, like I said, if you want to like hear more stuff about this, like really breaking it down, send me a message. If you have a question about your own, uh, program, and you want somebody to look at it, send me a message. All my details are in the show notes. So remember guys, um, share this podcast, please. We're, I really want to get it to over a hundred thousand downloads by the new year and shout it out on social media. Want to see more of that for sure. And also, um, let me know what you want to hear more of. What are you really intrigued in learning? Because if you go back, every third episode is a coaching episode from me. So there's a lot of tips in there and things like that. So with that, thank you very much for listening. This was a tough one to get started. Like, 
You see this fire? This is so nice. Now I have to go downstairs where it's cold and process this video. <laughs> I love you guys so much. And um, don't forget to send some prayers to our friends um, in BC. Uh, but, and also make sure you're prepared. So with that, I hope you have an amazing weekend. If you're able to cycle, get out and cycle, do something healthy, get out in the fresh air. Love you much. Take care. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.